The jail booth became a confessional, full of admitted sins, forgiveness, and answered prayers. In the midst of his ramblings about how and why he could do better, I heard myself mumble, brother, we need you. We back, we back, we are making Mac down, baby. Hey, second part, second part of our Black Man Lab Afterflow, and we have some incredible guests. They getting ready to do their thing, tell you about themselves, and I'll just tell you, the conversation tonight was rich. We had brothers from a variety of perspectives sharing what is important to them, and so you'll get a chance to hear some of that. Um, intergenerational, have, like intergenerational. Yeah, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Intergenerational. So we had elders, and then we had some young brothers, and we got one of our young brothers here with us. Intr introduce yourself, brother. Um, my name Tylen Bob. I go to Weaver Middle School, and I play sports. I play uh football, and I run track. And um, I really want to just make it in life and be successful. Be successful. You got anybody to look up to? I I think I know another Bobby. Uh, my brothers, I look up to my brothers, my dad, and uh, some like some of the sports players that I watch, I look up to them. So, so Quaylen, Bobby, who is on our Black Man Lab album, y'all better cop that album too. It's real. It's the social justice album of the year. Y'all feel me? So Quaylen is a poet, and then he became some kind of. Did you know he could rap? Actually, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember one day, um, cause like I stayed down here in Macon. I remember one day I went up to him. He was like, "Oh, I want you to hear this song I listen to." Um, thinking about making, and then he just played. I was like, "Bro, that's hard." Oh wow, it's hard. <laughs> Look at him. What? That's what it is. That's a that's powerful good, affirmation. Yeah. And I know he appreciated that. And I'll tell you, I'm about to, I'm about to tell you this one last thing about your brother. We were on the radio. And they played the song and he was on it. You know what he did? He broke down crying. He was like, I'm on the radio. It was dope, though. It was beautiful, man. It was really beautiful for him to be able to hear himself on the radio with that album. So good. Glad you're here, brother. Glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Sir, can you introduce yourself to the <laughs> to the wide world of Black Man Lab and beyond? Uh, yes, yes. Greetings. Thank you for, for having us here. Uh, Commissioner Paul Bronson here in, uh, came out of Macon, Georgia, out of Bellevue area. Mm -hmm. uh, two bedroom, four siblings and myself, my mother. So, uh, yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to do the math. Two bedroom, four siblings. That's a lot. Of it's, yeah, it's a tight, a tight space. Tight. Uh, but no, I came out of Macon, Georgia, graduated out of Central High School, a double masters out of uh, one out of Fort Valley State University, the Fort Valley State the University. Fort Valley State the University. Uh, you better represent. Love you, bro. HBCU <laughs> in Fort the Valley State University. Uh, master's degree in mental health counseling and another master's from Wesleyan College in business. So um, I'm just here. I'm, I've been serving now. This is my first term as an elected official. Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. Also on the military side of the house too as well. So as far as, uh, as, far as I go, um, CEO and founder of the Kingsman Foundation. We work with third, eighth, and eleventh grade students in regards to literacy, credit building, and so forth. Um, and then, of course, partnership with other organizations out there. Uh, Fathers Amongst Men is one of the organizations. I am King's one of the organizations that we deal with as well. So, uh, just a blessing to be a part of the circle, part of the group with these young men that they're really putting uh, the boots on the ground for our community. So, got to ask you a super quick question tonight. When you saw all of those brothers in the room. <laughs> How did it make you feel? It made me feel great, bro. 
Made mm-hmm. me feel great. It, it, it was an honor. It's an honor just to be in the room. Right. And I think uh, we, we don't see that enough. And I, I think our youth, uh, other men needs to see that because once they start seeing that, hey, we can get together in the room, we can have dialogue and it's not an argument after that. I think that's one of the key things is being able to to learn how to dialogue, how to talk with one another, even though we may disagree. Right. How do we how do we agree and yet disagree at the same time and, and have an understanding at the end of it? Like, hey, you know what? You got a valid point. So I think that's just the first step that we have. And this tonight was one of those major steps that we took forward in, in this community. Man, I want y'all to hear that for real, for real. I want y'all to hear that tonight coming to making, you know, again, the Black Man Lab is just a space. But the space is ultimately created by the black men in the space. And mm-hmm. those black men were black men from making. This ain't not an Atlanta thing. This is a making thing. Those brothers, the people who serve. Mm-hmm. That's what I kept feeling like. Oh, this brother's serving. This brother's serving. Yeah. This brother's serving. So we we are very grateful that the New Georgia Project is powering this tour. Black men got something to say. And we're going to keep it moving. We're going to keep it moving. My man. Brother Davis. You ready for homecoming, man? Ready for it, man. Oh, man. I ain't it. ready I for homecoming. I'm not ready for homecoming, <laughs> man. Y'all are fanatics. That's what's up. But introduce yourself. Yeah, great to hit, be here, Brother Davis. Uh, Dan Sims, superintendent of the Bibb County School System. Y'all clap y'all hands yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank I you remember this. You were at Tri-Cities. Yeah, high school I attended. I was a principal there. Coach Man. there, teacher there, uh, Paul D. West Middle School in East Point. Yes, sir. A, student, a school I attended as well. So I spent 21 years of my career in the city of East Point where I grew up. Headland and Low got a store for every quadrant of that outcast. That's, that's, right, that's, that's right. That's right. That's right. Drop that um, outcast on them. You know, Tell I'm them. A, I'm a kid, you know, grew up from the Stanton Project to the superintendent's role. And this is literally the only position for superintendent I applied for. Like, wow. I, like I knew I wanted to be in the city right of making. I kind of feel like Deion Sanders. Now who is making if I'm not making? No, I'm just, like, I'm, like, like I, feel, I feel like I'm making, like for real. You say, don't, don't be trying to come for me. Yeah, I am man. making. No, but, but it's been a blessing. I've been well received down here, man. Yeah. I'm ready to do some amazing work. Uh, got a beautiful wife of 26 years, son at Stillman College in yes, Tuscaloosa. Sir. Daughter about to graduate, head to North Carolina A&T, 17 years old. So just excited, very excited to be a part of this city that has embraced me. But one one thing you left out of the resident, where did you go to undergraduate? So, so yeah, undergraduate, <laughs> I went to Georgia Tech, Georgia State, and the Florida A&M, A&M University. University. Fam, you. Yeah, right, strike. Man. Strike. One. Strike again. Look, look, look. That, this, this, this <laughs> That's is it. This is that hard, yeah. core, fam, you, fanatic behavior, I'm telling you. In in about seventy two hours, if you in and around Tallahassee, you in trouble because folk gonna be they gonna <laughs> be moving everywhere. That's Black right. folk everywhere. It's gonna be beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, brothers, the conversation tonight, and we really just kind of open that thing up and just say, hey, what you know, what do we have to say? You know, folks are really telling us kind of like what our agenda should be and this and that. What do we have to say? And so I just want to, uh, I want to, I'm going to kick it, kick it over to brother Francis for a moment. Francis, you've been involved for a long time, organizing around the state of Georgia. Um, Statesboro, now making, what are you hearing from brothers? You've been in these two rooms listening to brothers what are you hearing from brothers quickly well, what we already knew 
is that the Federalist Papers were wrong, that the search for the common good is not something that's beyond black men. I mean, the founders argued that leave this to the men more capable of sorting through and competing options and deciding what was the common good. They had what they thought was a very logical argument about that. And so when I hear Brian Kemp partnering up with Killer Mike talking about a good week, and I realize that we've had a, a terrible last 12 years in his leadership as Secretary of State and now as governor where he's failed to expand Medicaid, which has resulted in more than 12,000 people losing their life prematurely. When I consider the fact that he was opposed to the COVID uh, surplus spending from the federal government and now it's turned around and doled it out in $350 cards as if it was his idea in the first place. His countenance for the Trumpsters who ultimately stormed our Capitol. I say the hell with Killer Mike and Brian Kemp with a good week when black men have been catching hell in this state since 1733. We have an opportunity in a few days, 14 days is election day, to make the 84th governor, I think the best man for the job might be a woman. All right. All right. We hear you. I want to ask you all thoughts about the issues of what concern you as the superintendent of this school district. What what are you looking for? What resources do you feel like you need in order to impact the 20? How many thousand? Twenty two thousand five hundred nineteen and counting. 22,519. That's a lot of young lives to be responsible for, but we give thanks that you're the man for that. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, honestly, my, my message hasn't changed since, since the beginning. Um, I had some great conversations with kids uh, since I've been here, and the resounding message that I've heard is that kids want to be valued. They want to be loved. They want to be cared for. They want to feel like when they look to their left and to their right, that everybody values and cares for them. So the biggest issue for me as a superintendent, while not a typical issue you may hear on a political front, is the value that we place on our, our least of these, our mm. children. Mm. A along with that value is ensuring that that child can go to a quality school, but then go back home to a quality home, which means what happens to a family, every family, everybody deserves to have a decent living, uh, to be able to bring up a child in a decent surrounding, so in as much as we can make that happen for our children, it's not that I'm being selfish for the children because if we build up the children, we build up the city. That's we right. build up the city, we build up the world. So this is an unselfish approach, if you will, to making, 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 making. Making, uh, making. And, and, and every other city who values children and values the family that they come from better than they were before. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's the big idea for me. There it and is. will continue to be. Driving you, pushing you. That, that's what drives me. It's, it's this idea of, what do our children need? What do our families need? And how can we align plenteous resources to meet those particular needs? Not just for that group, but for everybody. Mm. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Got you. Isn't that articulated through the budget? And to, a budget, to, budgets are a statement of priority. But budgets are a statement of priority. And, and when, the, when the state has underfunded your budget every year and then on election year, turns around and wants to fully, so-called fully fund, which is basically restoring the funds they cut in their first three years. Isn't that a gimmick? <laughs> well, it depends on what time you're talking about. Let's talk about specific times now. Sure. We're in the third year, second year of what we call the ESSER funds and the uh, American Rescue and Recovery Act funds. Millions of dollars that have been funneled to schools and school systems. Mm -hmm. So as far as money is concerned in its current state, 
We're in a decent space. But, now, we but need Brian continue. Kemp opposed that, and the sitting congressman for parts of Bibb County opposed that, and they opposed Joe Biden, and who had to pass it over their objection. So the surplus money that is now giving you the opportunity to do some things didn't come from a non-politicized uh, statement. It came from a budget, which has to be passed by people who went up and fought for it. That's the return on the investment for the people who went out and voted during the pandemic and turned out despite all the kind of pressures that voter suppression pressures that keep them from showing up. And so if you want to continue your progress, you need to have people in Washington, D.C. going to continue to send the money to make in Bibb County. Isn't that right? Yeah, which is my whole point behind seeing what the needs of students and families are. Right. Now, I'm a grown man and I ain't about to sit and talk politics on this here show. You, you, as, a you, non, as, a, as a non-partisan as a superintendent. superintendent. Yep. You're here to do I'm, I'm going to stand on work. those two feet, right. You, yep. You're here to do the work. So whoever's in office, children. my job is to make sure that I articulate our needs communicate them to my commissioners, my congressmen, and those individuals, and hold them accountable to help us meet those needs, whoever that person is. Mm -hmm. Commish, hey. what, what, what are the, the needs that you see that, that, that have to be met? So I, I, I have to echo the sentiments here, right? So it's, it's, it's a team effort, right? When a child gets up and leaves, they're in school for eight hours pretty much out of a day and then they come home. Right. If they're coming home to a family that's broken, to houses that look dilapidated, uh, blighted properties, uh, grass growing up around the area, chaos. Like, it's, it's, it's pure chaos. So what, what what we have to do as commissioners and as, as the mayor, as our, our governmental body, is partner up with the Board of Education, with the superintendent, and basically in a sense, in so many ways, right, we got to fall in line. I say that very loosely on that end, right? Because that's mm -hmm. a give and take relationship. It can't just be, hey, superintendent's leading the way. It can't just be, hey, the mayor's leading the way. It has to be working as, as, a, uh, as a collaboration mm -hmm. on that end. He's providing, he's checking out and seeing what the students need. We need to be providing what the parents need, mm -hmm. right? When we, and what I mean by that is, if it's good paying jobs, if it's opportunity, if it's a clean streets, if it's if it's blighted uh, uh, structures knocked down, if it's supporting mental health matters, if it's supporting uh, whatever resources that we can provide as a governmental entity, we need to be providing those things. So that way, when it basically it's almost in the game of ping pong, when that ball when goes back, go, they go home, they cover, right? They're in school, they, they cover. And in the in the in the secondary part to that piece is this: when they graduate. I, they got right. to be able to. They got to be able to maintain that job and, and start that career. Yes, right. So it 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 has to be it has to be a team effort when it all boils down to it. And 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 true be told, we got to have transparency. Yes, sir. I think that's the biggest thing right now in government. We're not being transparent. Right. Okay. So we need to make sure that us as as elected officials are being transparent and also listening to the citizens and actually being held to the put our feet to hold our feet to the fire. Mm, so. so we got to run. Here's what we want to do. Go for we it. Start with our young, our young scholar. Um, in order for you to be successful as a student athlete, really as a scholar athlete, and I'm gonna tell y'all, scholar athlete, that was a term that my old coach at Beasley Academic Center on the South Side of Chicago, Mr. Thomas Green, he coined that term, scholar athlete. To be a scholar athlete, you have to have some habits, rituals, and discipline. What do you do when you get up in the morning? What can you tell other young young people who want to do what you're doing? You're doing well academically. You're doing well in sports. How do you do that? Just really quickly, what what's your schedule? What do you do? Well, first, you got to make sure you eat breakfast. Breakfast, that's important. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Cheerio. Other than that, 
like as you getting ready, you gotta like plan your day out for like like what you gonna do. Um, afterwards, like go to school, get your work done. After you get your work done, you can go do some training. Um, what else? So you tr- you you hit the books first, then you train. Yeah. All right. That's that's called getting your priorities in order. Thank you, brother. Amen. Especially when like you know you when you get home, you ain't going to do nothing. So just go and do it before you go. But me. I don't even do my work in like my homework. So I don't do it. I get it done in school and then That's I can just go home. And, yeah. yeah. Go home and focus. Yeah. Glad to All hear right. that. Tell them what tell them what middle school has has the superintendent been over to the middle school yet to check you out? You know your super, don't you? Yeah, he knows <laughs> he knows him. He's hey, he, they they say he's been at every school all over the place. Yeah, so yeah. every time something is happening with our young people, he's showing up. So yeah. that's been your impression as well. That's good. That's awesome, good. Man. All right. Habits, rituals, and disciplines. Oh man. Um, of course, when you before your feet touch the ground, you got to give thanks. I, I, I give thanks to the Lord of, uh, every day. I get opportunity to uh, to wake up uh, and see my friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my focus point is how do I make my my day prior, how do I make that day better than the day before? Right. right? How how do I ensure that um, I'm checking off in a sense, not in loose term here, right? Checking the box in the sense of ensuring that I'm doing what. I was placed here to do. Mm. All right. If if I'm purpose, able, right, gotta have that purpose. If if I'm not helping the man or the woman to my left and to my right, then if I haven't done anything that day, I failed. Right. Right. Um. So I I don't believe in failure. Right. So that's that's one of those things where, you know, when I get up in the morning time, I get my prayers in, I get organized, I eat my breakfast, right, my Cheerios, <laughs> okay, and um, I get my workout in, and then from there, it's just. Making sure that I'm that I'm doing what I need to do on that end. I, I believe in putting a smile on the face. If at some point in time, it in our interaction, I should have put a smile on your face at some point and given time. And then at the same token, provide the help and assistance to those that are around me. So there it is. There it is. What time you get up in the morning? I'm gonna start. Oh, with that. about five thirty. All right, uh, five thirty right, in the morning. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm a slow riser, but uh, you know, start my day with prayer all yes, day. Sir. And uh, it's important for me to feed the temple, feed the temple spiritually with time to meditate. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily during the day, but when you feel the urge to meditate, you meditate. Mm-hmm. Uh, feed the temple physically. Uh, I don't miss a meal. I eat about every two hours. <laughs> got got, got my, the metabolism of a 25 year old, even though I'm 51 years old. Then of course, take care of my body physically in the weight room, get some exercise in. I operate what I call by the three v- MVPs. These are my MVPs. The first one is that I motivate and value people. These are mm-hmm. cause of every single one of my days. And my motivate, core, motivate and value, value people, people, MVP, motivate and value people. Gotcha. Second MVP is always try to operate by what I consider to be the most valuable practices mm. and operate through the most valuable priorities for each one of my days so that when I get to the end of my day, I can see that something good came out of it. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is that I move with vision and purpose. So whatever I'm doing, there's a reason why I'm doing it and there's somewhere that I'm where I'm going. So literally every day when I get home, I'm tired than the mood. <laughs> but I'm tired because I've had some structure to my day. I have my calendar to set, and it's a valuable day every single day. Now that MVP, wait, is that in the book somewhere? Where's the book, man? Uh, it's coming. It's All right, coming. there it is. It's we coming. know it's coming. <laughs> we know it's coming. That's that's too clean. That's too clean. Yeah. Um, brothers, we appreciate you all. We appreciate you. We appreciate um, making yes. and the black men who are here. And the way that the world gets to hear and see you all in a way that three or four days ago, folks are like, they ain't talking about nothing. Yeah, we are mm-hmm. all over the world, all over Georgia. 
black men got something to say. Thank you, brothers. Let's give it up for Thank these you, brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah.